I, I believe that an organization that is committed, in fact, to this fifth of all goal, or that is, in fact, committed to gender equity in an organization, will invest on these skills, will invest on their women, will invest on having a better climate on, on the organization where women and men can work together, not against one each other, because that is also something so important for us. Welcome to Your Voice Matters podcast. I'm your host, Ines Moura, Executive Vocal Coach. This season aims to spotlight amazing people who have incredible stories and significant missions. I hope you feel empowered, inspired, and ready to use your voice to make a difference. Hello and welcome to this episode where I'll be talking with a very special person with a mission very close to my heart. Today I'm having a chat with Eva Rosa Santos. Eva is deeply passionate about leadership with a particular emphasis on women leadership and gender, gender equity. Holding a degree in social and organizational psychology, she dedicated more than 25 years to work in human resources in different companies in Angola, Africa. Recently, she ventured into entrepreneurship, focusing on leadership, especially female leadership and gender equity, serving as a leadership facilitator, speaker, coach, and mentor. Eva is the founder and the driving force behind female leadership in Angola, an organization who recently was selected to integrate the United Nations Global Pactum, a recognition for its good practices and alignment with the human values principle. In April 2023, she celebrated the release of her book. The book is called My Book, That Is Your Book, We All Have a Voice. So imagine how much I love this title and this topic. So welcome, Eva, to this podcast. I'm really excited to, to have you here. Hi, Niels. Hi, everyone. I'm very excited also to... Uh, have this chat with you. Oh, let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. You are such a heavy weight when it comes to uh, human rights, uh, women's rights. Um, and so I'm really curious to uh, learn a bit more about your journey. I know a, a lot about your journey already because uh, we've I met I met you maybe three years ago, and I've been following your project very closely. But share with us. Um, your journey and especially your work as a proactive advocate for bridging the gender gap and create the right conditions and platforms for women in leadership roles. Wow. Uh, as you said, uh, this fulfilled my heart. So when talking about gender equity, and especially because when we look to the numbers and the, the numbers, uh, tell us a story and the story that they tell is that unfortunately we are still back of the line not um, as many women I would love uh, to have in the senior and uh, leadership roles so if we want to have a more equity society we have to change that and by changing that then we'll have um, 
equality, we'll have um, economic growth even more. Uh, mm-hmm. And we are really advocating the fifth um, goal of uh, ODS, um, that is um, gender equality. So everything starts with that. Just how can we have the same rights? How can we lead without um, fear? How can we be in those, um, how do you say, on on those decisions uh, where our voice is heard, our voice is important, and we can, in fact, change this more than one century that we have got with men in terms of uh, gender. So that is Mm -hmm. the reason. Uh, mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, of course, it's a really good reason to fight and to, to de- dedicate also now you currently work uh, almost exclusively with this topic and it's also a passion of yours. Uh, in As a specialist in human resources in your previous career, I would say, before becoming an, an entrepreneur, uh, you probably saw that there, there wasn't that balance in in the leadership. Uh, when you see a, a board, when you see, uh, you know, in the the top positions, they are still mostly held by men. And uh, I imagine that is a reality that is across Europe and also across Africa. Um, and so when did you decide that this would be something that you would love to work on? Well, if I... Give your date will be at the 5th of February of uh, 2019 when I started uh, female leadership in Angola. But to be honest, I think that all my life I have grew up with that, uh, without knowing or without intentionally have this, um, this position. And I, I also felt as a woman all that you have spoken. I also felt that sometimes my voice wasn't heard because I was a woman. I also felt uh, sometimes that I was the only woman that was on the on the board, the only director, um, or with more two uh, or one um, woman. And, and that is the reality still nowadays. When we mm-hmm. look at the board, usually you see less than 50% of women. And we have to change that. We have to be intentional. The organizations have to be intentional on those decisions because the numbers, once again, um, are important. Okay, then we define codes, right? Mm-hmm. 50% of women, 50% as men as targets for the next 15 years, for example. I was about to ask you, what, what is your opinion uh, about codes? Because I know that your project tackles not only... Um, females uh, or women that are in a leadership track and they might want to you know, achieve a higher uh, position. But also I know that your project starts with uh, girls and with uh, young, young women. So how can we tackle this? Uh, do you believe in quotas? What is your opinion about it? Um, yeah, I, I'm curious to hear. I only believe in quotes when you really are intentional and you are really giving the right opportunities for women, for example, and we are talking about gender rights. Because 
if you have codes just to say that you have imagine not 50, that would be amazing, but at least 30%. You'll have 30% of women in certain uh, decision roles as leaders. But then, in fact, what happens is that you have just the name to say that, but she doesn't have any power. She doesn't have any knowledge. She doesn't have any opportunities mm-hmm. to uh, do her role because first, there is no commitment. Secondly, um, it's just a name. She's only there to fulfill that code, that number. And mm-hmm. third, there was no preparation at all, no training, no uh, coaching, no uh, leadership. Because if you do not know, but you want to know, the organization also has to allow you to grow. To create the conditions for, for, for women to grow. But- uh, and that is one of our main points. Uh, as we stand for coaching, mentoring, is how can we prepare these women for these roles? And, and also, I guess, the organization to receive these women and its power. <laughs> exactly. I, I believe that an organization that is committed, in fact, to this fifth of our goal, or that is, in fact, committed to gender equity mm-hmm. in her her um, organization will invest mm-hmm. on this, on skills, mm-hmm. will invest on their women, will invest on having a better climate on, on the organization where women and men can work together, not against one each other because mm-hmm. one is the other woman. And that is also something so important for us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Or, or men feel threatened by the quotas and... Uh... And, uh, you know, oh, they are stealing this opportunity or well, that woman is just there because we have to, you know, we must have a woman or more women. And I think, uh, as you said, it needs to be intentional and it needs to be uh, also giving opportunity to people that are prepared or there are being prepared to, to do that. And I guess many women are prepared, but they are not given the opportunity and others they might might not be that prepared. And for that, you need to... Uh, prepare the process, you know, beforehand to allow the opportunity to, when the opportunity comes, the person is prepared. Um, I, you know, it might be a bit controversial, but there's a lot of, um, what's the term? It's pinkwashing. Pinkwashing is what companies do to kind of create this, oh, we are taking care of women and we have a lot of opportunities, but it's just uh, like, it's just makeup, you know, it's just the outside. It's not embedded in the culture. Um, so do you see there's any progression, any, um, are we evolving on this or it's the companies that you work with, they are, you know, in the still pink washing <laughs> side of it, or they are really committed? <laughs> well, the companies that are working with us are already doing that process and it's not just pink washing. And I love that because they are committed. They are intentionally doing or they want to learn how to do it, or they are bringing that for their culture and to make this positive change. And and that is the amazing part that I really love. But by saying this, that's unfortunately, um, we still have that pink reality and COVID wasn't our friend for women empowerment. Uh, Well, uh, 
it was exactly the opposite. We have lost a lot of space as women because we were the ones that were obliged to stay with the kids or um, staying supporting any relative or family that needs some uh, support. And mm-hmm. therefore, we have lose, lost that in the organization. Mm-hmm. But I really believe that the path for making this change is to bring for the organizations the importance of having this awareness, gender balance, equity, how we bring it and how we can also leverage what the numbers, the investment, the return. Because mm-hmm. when you when you bring this to uh, the decision maker, maker and uh, and he sees that, in fact, what is important is to have the best skills, the best person for the role, no matter what gender that he has, it's mm-hmm. when he makes the difference. And for that to happen, we have to have the space to not be afraid to do all decisions as having also more women in relevant uh, positions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we still have a long path to bring that because it must be culture, it must be on the ADN of the company, DNA mm-hmm. of the company. Otherwise, it's not going to work if you mm-hmm. just say, okay, it's just because it's the month of women. It's not what we defend. Mm-hmm. 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 And I, I'm. you were saying that I, I love that expression that you use, the leader without gender, right? So we don't have, it's just, oh, we want to have uh, half women, half men, uh, because, you know, this is what it should be, just because, you know, it, it's nice to have. Uh, we want first to give the opportunities, and then once everyone is heard, everyone has the same opportunities, then, you know, the leader doesn't matter if he's women or not, then it's the skills and uh, and the, the the capacity and the vision and the passion or whatever it is needed for the for the leader that uh, is important. But the thing is, the opportunity is created for have uh, that to be on that stage where you can be selected because you are the best or because you are the best for the role, not because of your gender. I think this is what we want to be. Not all only in uh, 100 years, but much sooner, I guess. And this is the kind of initiatives that you work uh, also towards, that we have these opportunities much before. Um, so ma- language matters, right? When you when you we, we speak about leaders, um, sometimes one describe a leader as someone like strong, with this uh, driving force, this decision. So a lot of traits that we see in a leader, do you still think they are... Um, maybe a bit more towards the masculine side of leadership or we start to see some female traits as also important leadership skills? I think we have to study more about that and have more uh, inputs globally Um, because usually the studies give us um, a pathway that is it's a, a very masculine attitude of, of, of the skills of a leader. And that is something we have to start to also ask in different ways uh, and making those kind of um, analysis like 
you 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 take the picture of a woman and a man, but then you just put a picture of a flower and ask them, what do you think about this flower? It's different about uh, what you think about the, the leadership uh, of this man or this woman. So what do you think about leadership in a very broad context? Uh, it's, it's so, so much uh, important. While we were in the COVID, there was something that made me... Um, attention that was the, the social media were saying women have better results because they have they are more empathic they care uh, more they want to have um, all this protection with the with the population and then you had some examples of women leaders that were in fact doing an amazing uh, an, an amazing job. But I want us to think once again on bringing this idea of leadership without role, which will be the characteristics that are really important when you are a leader? Because I ever, I will have always my personal characteristics that will define me. Okay, I'm a woman. Okay. But is the fact of being a woman that defines my leadership or I have, I am charismatic, uh, I know what is um, what we want to achieve, I'm, I'm resilient, um, I'm driving for results. What is different in a, a man's uh, leadership? Probably he's also charismatic, probably he is also uh, driving for results, probably he's also preserved. Okay, so at the end, which are in fact those characteristics? The, the ones that are important and not thinking if it's a woman or a man, because they say that we have a fifth sense, right? That we have something inside or in fact that we take care more, but some women doesn't have that, but some men uh -huh. also, uh, but on the other hand, some men who have those characteristics that usually are attributed to women. So let's, looking things like that, let's stop doing the, those kind of stereotypes and let's look what is really important in a leader. What you want, what are you seeking in a leader? And this is something we want also to, to have more clarity, not just in an Angola, but for the uh, CPLP, so the, the countries that... Mm -hmm. uh, what is... What can we explore more and, and, and looking for the different studies that we already have? So what they tell, so, because now it's only by perception, perception but that is the perception of, of. Mm -hmm. And expanding this to much more geographies and uh, countries, I think it should be a global movement. Um, and uh, I think the, what you were saying is really wise, thinking about traits and not gender because we have uh, more intuitive, empathic, um, sensitive men, and we have more pragmatic, uh, more authoritative women. I mean, it's just, it doesn't mean that it's this or that, or this is the right way to, to be a leader. And as I, I think we agree in that everyone has a voice, and we have also different styles and different personalities and different uh, backgrounds when we are a leader, and there is no one type of leader that is necessary like even companies they need different leaders you know uh, depending on the, 
the phase they are in, a, if they are in a transition, if they are in a merging process, if they are growing, if they are, um, you know. So we all need different leadership uh, in a company. And when, especially when making decisions that affects the whole population, and we are here talking in not only companies, but also in countries, uh, we need to have different voices to give different inputs, to bring different perspectives, to think about everyone. Uh, and this is only we can only have uh, with diversity. And this diversity, we are talking now about gender, but there's also other types of diversity, such age, uh, you know, the cultural nationality, cultural background, race, etc. So, and this is more like we take more intelligent decisions, right? We choose the best, what's the best for the company or the country or whatever we are leading uh, when we have different voices and different inputs. And we don't close the door just because it's different. So it's not like me. And we have to open this, this mindset, like not hiring someone just like me. You know, I will hire someone different you know, because I want to learn from you. So it's much more profound than just, uh, you know, hiring or retaining talents. It's just how we can we embrace this curiosity about the difference and about what the other can bring to the table, which is not the same that we bring. So there's a huge work that organizations must do. And not only to include the different genders, but also other things that I will probably cover in other episodes <laughs> of this podcast. But um, so basically, uh, what um, do you have examples uh, or any story that you would like to share uh, regarding, you know, a company that you work with or or even an individual person that, you know, get got uh, to be a leader in any, any specific place, um, what story, what what brings to your mind? This? It's nice to, to have that question, Ines, um, because that remember, I remember always uh, the, my collaborators, my employees that were in my team and left me. I didn't like when they left me, to be honest, because we do not like when those people... Uh, leave us, uh, and sometimes we ask ourselves, it was my uh, leadership, why did she or he has left? But for me, the most amazing is to see that they also have grown up and to become also leaders. And that is the most amazing recognition. And when uh, a few years they say, uh, and give me feedback, Thank you, because what I have learned, I started with you and it was so important. And now I'm here and I always remember something that you have teach me. And the first time I listened to that, I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> really? <laughs> I wasn't expecting. So for me, a leader is only a good leader when he's also promoting um, leaders. And creating other yeah. leaders. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. These are the stories because at the moment I didn't really like it. They left. But uh, yeah. after a while, and I still have, uh, nowadays I also have some that would love uh, telling me, I'd love to work again with you. And I'm saying, okay, but you are already in a position. I don't have the conditions. But if you want to be a volunteer <laughs> to hire you. Exactly. <laughs> And so, but if you want to be a volunteer, I'll oh, please. And uh, and in fact, I, I have someone that was saying, yes, I want to be a volunteer. Oh, really? Okay, so let's let's work together. 
So that means um, <laughs> it, it's so important to see uh, them growing up and be leaders of these are. Mm -hmm. well, that's an excellent example is uh, leading by example. And you were practicing what you're preaching yeah. you know, inside the company and now outside the companies. So I would love to hear your perspective because we are here also to inspiring other voices. And we, you know, we might have uh, men listen to this, women, young women, more experienced uh, leaders. And I want to listen your advice on three angles. So first, what men can do to include women and to, you know, promote slash help slash um, maybe right. bring some other female colleagues to the spotlight or to you know, you know to bring to also be an ally for, to women. I think there's something that many men would like to do, but they don't know how to do it. So this is the first question. And then I would go like, what's the comp what the company can do? And that also young women or experienced leader, women's, uh, women can do. So first, let's start with men, because I think We all, we are all curious. <laughs> yes, right. Because this is the natural instance. Men are the leaders and we are there to be leaders. So don't be afraid of having um, a colleague that is a leader, of having a superior that is a leader, because you are going to learn. You are going also to have to, the opportunities to grow with her. And sometimes I think that is what happened because we are not still teaching young kids, women and men, that um, no matter what happens, one day when they start working, we are equal and we have equal rights. But then the way we are, uh, how do you say, the way we are um, educated already put us in Women are like this, men are like that. So let's stop doing that. Even for who is listening, men and women, please, let's stop doing that. But okay. for you men, don't be afraid. Um, and try to, how you can support your colleague? How can you leverage, uh, if you are the CEO, how can you leverage women to be in the future on your position? Because you will, that means you, you have prepared the best way your path and you are going to another path. And um, also embrace the difference because we do not think exactly the, the, the same way. And that is amazing because that uh, brings us more um, diversity, as you already uh, shared, more diversity and more innovation and path to co-create together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now on the other, I think that's amazing, Eva. Uh, I think, yes, I like the the really simple way you put it. Don't be afraid, you know, embrace the opportunity to learn from your senior leader, which is a woman and, uh, you know, and also, you know, find opportunities to also, if you are in a transition and if you are preparing someone, you can also think about, you know, in your team, who is the talent that can fill the gap? Uh, that you are going to leave. And if there's a woman, let's invest in that. Uh, let's promote the, uh, her work, etc. So that I think it's really clear and, and we can all put in practice, you know, from today on. Um, on the side of, of women, uh, because we, and this is a topic that I love, of course, you know, because as women, we, we always, we were taught to be, hon to be modest, to be humble, to not 
voice too much our um, uh, desires, our emotions, our ideas. So I still work with people with many years of experience. They still feel that they are they are not, I would say, like uh, quote unquote, um, uh, sell themselves. You know, they don't they don't like to sell themselves. They don't like to promote sometimes their work inside a company or to you know to get to have the credits for a certain project. So what advice can you give to women? If you are afraid, then go for it, even if you are afraid. Um, but don't be afraid. afraid. It's the same if you have, yes, don't be afraid. But here it's different. Because here, as you said, um, you have to give value to yourself. Know your value. What is your value? And um, be honest with you. If, uh, the value that are you given to yourself, um, it's it's the right one and not depreciated by you, because that is something we learn also. Uh, we are just on the back office. Uh, and the other thing is, you we do not need to have, you know, when you apply to a job, if you have, for example, ten um, a ten skills. Criteria, 10 criteria. And usually men, if they have three, they will apply it. We have to have 21 and the list only have 10. So if you have two, apply also. If you have three, apply. If you have five, apply. If you have 10, apply. If you have 15, apply. If you have 21, apply. Don't be afraid. Not only in in the organization, but when you are starting a role, try it. What is the worst thing that can happen? Be rejected. Okay, then you try again. And what will be the worst thing? Be rejected again. And you try again. What have you learned? Okay, what are you going to use what you learn for the next time? So rejection, see it not as negative, but uh, the way and the path really to um, learn and to see, okay, what else? What is missing here? Why didn't I was get recruited? I, and I know that is easy when we are a job and we are saying that. Uh, and it's very difficult when you are unemployed for a long time and do not see it. Try to have um, other, 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 create your job. What is your skill? Create it. You have amazing opportunities even nowadays. So... I, I think the worst thing uh, and what I say to my client is, no, it's always possible, but yes, also. So work for the yes and not for the no. <laughs> That's very, very good. I love that. Um, I think it's a, a, a matter of mindset and um, be prepared to learn from, you know, embracing uh, no's and failures and, okay, I tried, I applied and, okay, it was no, but at least I tried. And that opens opportunities. If you never try, you never know. If you never risk, uh, if you feel that you are not prepared because you don't feel the 10 or, as I said, 20 out of 10 uh, criteria that is in the job description, uh, you'll never make it. So it's also on our side as women to you know, to risk more and to be prepared to, okay, it's a no, but let's try, let's keep doing, let's keep pushing um, until I, I succeed. So that's a very good uh, example. And uh, I think, of course, we have here things as, uh, you know, uh, the, the perfectionism and, uh, you know, blah, 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 imposter syndrome. I mean, everyone has it, but okay, let's, you know, put the 
BS, bullshit aside, and just uh, to go go for the opportunities as well. And finally, on the side of the companies, um, so of course we want companies that are committed <laughs> to this. Um, I see a lot of criticism on um, companies and and even big companies that I, I I feel really sad when I see this uh, companies that should lead movements and should be the uh, yeah leading progress. Uh, and I'm talking about international companies. They sometimes start to bring opinions for the media as like this is all bullshit this all you know these campaigns of diversity and etc equity this is not it's just fluffy stuff and i'm so sad when i see this i think it's a huge you know pushback for you know progress that we we already you know were achieving so what companies can can do actually to because i think they will be more you know, profitable and, uh, you know, innovative and when they embrace this as a, as part of the culture, not something that they, they must do, it's something, but something that they want to do. Um, any advice on the, <laughs> for the company? I think you said it while you were asking me. You have to want. You have to build a strategic that is realistic and that you are going to monetize and that you really uh, believe that is um, worth it. Because if you have a company, uh, the goal of the company usually is to be profitable, right? At the end of the year, we want to have profit. We want to have... And socially responsible. Yeah, I, I, must was, I wasn't going to... That's oh, but, yeah, because that will be another angle. Uh, of course, when you talk of, of ONGs and um, uh, human rights, uh, still uh, anti-corruption that are part of uh, the Pact on Global Principles, you have to have all that. But uh, I'm talking about the money. At the end of the day, a company exists to have money, to pay, uh, and to have profit. Okay. Study says, the studies says, when you have women working in, um, as leaders, the return is usually two times bigger than men. So my question is, where is the problem then, if you are only thinking about profit? So if that, the results saying this, why we still have some, so why we do not have the women there? So this is, one question. So if you are not, uh, mm -hmm. and these, we still live in a, in a world that is man-driven. And that's why we are going to listen for the next years. And I hope not the next century, but uh, unfortunately, probably the next century, we are still going to listen that women, oh, why we have to have women. We still look around and Unfortunately, once again, um, the the conditions that we give to women they are not the same. We equal pay, for example, that doesn't exist yet. Mm -hmm. So, for the companies, what I say is, in uh, one once you have the strategy uh, for having this profit at the end of the year, which are the actions that we are putting for having gender diversity? And once again, what are you really doing 
to have that diversity as gender. Which are, what are your numbers telling you about the number of women that you have in your organization? What is the results that these women are given to your organization? How you can you promote, and this comes from the top, how you'll be the promoter, the sponsor to these women to have a voice inside of your organization? Because the, the mm-hmm. sharps, they are all the place. Even they have the face of women also, okay? Because another thing that is important for organization to understand is how when you support women, there will be other women that are not going to be happy to have that women on that place. That's okay. That's life. Like the example, if you have men, exactly the same. So for me, comes from strategy. Strategy, strategy, intentional strategy, applicable strategy, and monitorized, monitorized strategy. Otherwise, it's not all of the HR to do that. It comes from the top. And yeah. we are just, it's HR, and I have been uh, <laughs> HR for a long time. If I have this mission that is supported by the top, then it will be implemented. If I think it's something mm-hmm. cool to do it, but I do not have the support, well, that is not going to happen. Yeah, well, it's just like a satellite department. Yeah, yeah, take care of the diversity and, you know, equity. Like, do your stuff, do your campaign. You know, it's International Women's Day, you know, create something, awareness campaign. It's not what, what is necessary, you know. And you said it that. You said you said it all. Um, and uh, it starts with equal pay uh, principles. Uh, it starts for the same job, exactly, and the same level of competence, Um of course, we are not saying here to favor women, you know, because they just equal pay. And also um, something that we now are also discussing a lot or many companies are with, you know, with the thoughts of okay, going back to office full time. Shall we allow the remote work? Shall we allow the, the yeah. flexibility? And I think that's something that women and men are losing again, uh, you know, the, the possibility to... Uh, pick the kids, you know, have, you know, not having to stay in the office until late, etc. So it's always, if everyone goes back to the office, it's again, it will require women to make difficult choices. And that choices might lead to, you know, prevent them to advance their career, you know, and the cycle continues on and on. But I'm really advocate uh, for, and I think, and this is my personal opinion, that men should be, uh, have these benefits as well, you know, be able to have a proper uh, maternity leave or parent leave or father leave. Um, what, what's the name of the, you know, when a, when a couple have a baby, uh, why, you know, the men cannot have, you know, much time as the women or why we don't have the same benefits. So, and that's things that I think all also men would like to have uh, some equity in, in, uh, in some principles that the company have um, regarding their, their private lives, their, you know, personal and um, professional balance, etc. So I think this is this only benefits everyone uh, if we do it, if we do it right. Totally agree. What we talked about uh, inclusion, uh, everyone, men and women, this conversation, and we talk about uh, gender equity to achieve equality, because sometimes we have to first do uh, equity 
So if we are here, we have to raise it until here, then we'll be equal. And then we can talk about equal. And for we women, we are still downstairs when we talk about roles in leadership. So our work is to achieve it here. How can we be equal with men? And that's work for that. So that's why I also create this space in this podcast, in this uh, season, to give voice for those who will inspire more, more voices. And I think you are on track to do an amazing job. You are doing an ama amazing job um, in the last years of your career, of course. You have, you have many years doing, uh, advocating for all of this, but especially... I want to congratulate you for the five years uh, of the, um, the female leadership in Angola, this organization that was, uh, let me really highlight this because I'm so amazed by this, to be uh, recognized by the United Nations. And so there's so much to do and I can only wish you um, all the best. I will keep supporting your voice. I will keep supporting your work and, and do what I can also to help you to be heard and to amplify your message. So uh, now we also have this podcast. I hope it reaches many people. And of course, uh, if someone wants to uh, contact you for, you know, know more about your organization, to sponsor your events, to be part of uh, any mentoring program that you have, where people can find you. Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. So I think that is the, the spotlight. You can find me on LinkedIn, Eva Rosenthus. Uh, Eva Rosenthus. And you also can find me on my website, Eva Rosenthus. That's my name. <laughs> I, I will put the details in the description. Uh, but if, so it's if easy you want to know more about uh, female leadership in Angola, it's in Portuguese and uh, liderança in Angola. Um, we are also on LinkedIn, on the social media, uh, our website. And I know, Ines, that you are going to add also that. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And, I'm thinking that, yes. And I want to and thank I, you, Ines, because you have been one of the persons that have me also... Um, uh, Teach me how to raise in the best way my voice. Because sometimes we think that, okay, I, I do some speeches. Okay, but then we learn that sometimes we do not know nothing. And it has been a pleasure also to have that opportunity to leverage the voice. I, I love that because that is our mission here in uh, female leadership in Angola um, to, raise, to give to have and to give voice to others. So we have voice in our lives. So that is uh, extraordinary. But we also have to know how to give, to have and to raise that voice. And it has been a pleasure to know that and to have you that there. No, it's a pleasure. And you know how much I love your mission and I'm seeing all the... So if you are listening to the podcast, you will not see the video, but the video will be released. But I have a lot of merchandising. <laughs> <laughs> like like the notebook, you know, the, the support for the, the tea. Uh, it's from the, because I, I really love the project and I will be following closely um, all the steps that you give. And I will be also, um, you know, a supporter, uh, an advocate for, for this topic as long as I, I can live. So <laughs> we have a lot, to, a, lot, a lot of work to do. Eva, thank you so much for your presence. It was really a delight to, to have a chat with you to amplify your, mess your message, your voice and your mission to the world. And so I can only wish you all the best 
And I hope this episode can resonate with a lot of people. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you want to have a chat with me, go to my website or social media and book your 30 minutes discovery call. I'll be happy to help you achieve your voice and communication goals. And always remember, your voice matters. Let's make sure.